This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. I can know the covenant that I have with God. I can know the direction I need to go on my journey. I can know how to listen to the voice of God when He tells me where to go. Tune in Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bumgarner on WCNO. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record could make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com, as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Last week I was talking to you about living life at a higher dimension. This week we're going to be talking about living life at a higher dimension, part two. Amen? Last week... 
we talked about three different levels of three different dimensional places of growth that we enter into as believers and uh, we talked about how salvation uh, was the threshold where he says I pray for you little children because your sins have been one person remembers let's try it again I pray for you little children because your sins have been there we go see how fast y'all learn give yourself a round of applause amen your sins are forgiven. That's the first stage of salvation. We talked about salvation being the threshold of the covenant where we step by faith into the things that God has for us. And he says, I pray for you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. And we talked about the, the, the essence of walking in faith when you start having more victories under your belt than losses. Come on, somebody. That's a good place to be in your Christian walk. Come on. And how many know when you do, and when you get to that place in the level of your maturity, your setbacks actually become setups. And, and where you thought you messed up, God really takes you up to another level. And you think, well, I messed up. But God says, no, 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 you just grew up. That's a good place to be. Amen. And you begin to become victorious even in the setbacks of your life. And then we talked about where I said, I pray for you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning come on somebody and we talked about moving from that level of faith into a place of trust where we walk in a relationship with God trusting God for every aspect of our life every circumstance of our life every place of our life the being of who we are because how many know it's in him that we live and we move come on somebody shout it's in him that we live and we move and we have our being amen well, this week I want to talk to you about the process and what is it in us that gets us from being children to young men to being fathers. And I'm, this isn't just for the men. I mean, it was a very patriarchal society back then. But so when they wrote, they wrote to the men. But he's talking about being children and teenagers and grown-ups. That's for you ladies too this morning. Amen? And all the women said? Let me try it again. And all the ladies said? We got more amens on ladies. Did y'all notice that? than women praise the lord and one of the things i told you last week that is if you're going to grow up in maturity and move into the things that god has for your life then you have to have a vision for your life you have to have a picture of what life can look like before you can ever begin to move in that direction touch somebody and say i have to have a dream i have to have a vision for my life I mean, you know, that's why people get saved and come into the kingdom because what happens is, is they see the example on your life and what Christ has done in your life and how Christ has blessed you and how Christ has changed you and how Jesus took you out of your mess and, and cleaned you up. And when they begin to see that, guess what? They begin to get a vision for their own life and they begin to have a dream and they say, well, if they can do it, then I can do it. Come on, somebody. And we begin to step into a place of growth. Isn't that good? Amen. They see your testimony and say, I want some of that. I mean, you can live your testimony. You have to have a vision for your life. And when you have a vision for your life, other people begin to get a vision for their life. That's how the gospel gets spread. You have to see yourself and what your life will look like with the power of God in your life. Come on, can you picture yourself living an overcoming, victorious life? Can you picture yourself walking in the power? Can you picture yourself flowing in the supernatural? I dare you to dream this morning. See, the problem is that some of us are scared to dream big dreams. We've settled for the status quo of church. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting my bills paid. Praise God, I got through the door. Come on, somebody, help me this morning. But God has called us to a place of victory. See, sometimes we dream and the dream ain't that big. I want to challenge you to dream big today. Amen? Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you get a vision for where God wants to take you, 
The first thing that changes. Somebody say change is good. I told you a few weeks ago you can't have change until you change. Talk about change, pray about change, laugh about change, won't change, dream about change, but you can't have change till you change. Come on, amen? So when you get a vision for your life, the first thing to change is your behavior. Because I've, I've told you this before, you behave what you believe. Isn't that right? If you believe it in your heart, then you'll behave it. Behavior always follows belief, amen? So the first step is to begin to see yourself the way God sees you. You got to get a vision for what God sees. You got to stop viewing yourself the way you see you. Because how many know most of us have a very low opinion of ourselves most of the time? The only time we really ever have a high opinion of ourselves is when somebody comes, somebody comes into our life and they have a low opinion of us. Then we get offended and have a high opinion. Hmm? Come on, I'm, I'm Truth Church. Let's go. Amen. I mean, our mission in this house is to give you revealed truth so you can change what you believe so that your belief system is rooted and grounded in the Word of God because when that happens, guess what? Your behavior begins to line up with what you believe. Amen? The ministry that we have here is so that you can get a vision for your life, get a vision for your future. Amen? And see what your life will be when you let God have control of your life. I promise you it's better than what you got. You say, well, what do you mean? You're trying to say God's not my life? I'm just saying, no, it gets better every day. Every day. Come on, amen. The problem is, and I'm just going to be honest with you, the problem today in the churches, especially in the Western culture, is that we spend a lot of time just shouldn't on people. Don't we? You should do this, and you shouldn't do that, and you should act this way, and you should talk this way, and you should go there, and you should go there, and, and, and you should be a good Christian, and you should speak the right way when you speak. Listen, there comes a time when you've got to stop shooting on people. It ain't your place to shoot on nobody. Come on, somebody. Listen to me this morning. There comes a time when you've got to get a vision for your life and a picture of what your life can look like when God breaks loose on it. Mm. You ain't got time to be telling anybody else what to do when you get a vision for your life. Come on, because when you get a vision from your life, it removes the blockages out of your life that have restrained you and kept you in a place where you can't move forward into the things that God has for you. Come on, somebody says it takes a vision. We get a vision, guess what? Our behavior can change instantly. Hmm? Anybody ever heard an inspiring speech before? And all of a sudden, you ever been to a pep rally? Hmm? At the end of the pep rally, you go into the pep rally like this, I don't think we can win the game. After the pep rally, we're going to kill them! Changes your behavior pretty quick when you get a vision. Come on, somebody. So how many of you understand our behavior is not the problem? It's the vision or the dream that we carry on the inside of us. That's the problem. We've got to change what we see on the inside of us. Because we don't always see ourselves the way that God sees us. Come on, somebody. And because we don't see ourselves the way that God sees us, our belief system is flawed. Don't spend a lot of time in the mirror. You will get depressed. Hmm? Spray it, comb it, and get out. Because after about two minutes of myself looking in the mirror, I start doing this. Is this what everybody else sees? Come on, how many know what I'm talking about this morning? We have a natural tendency just to think less of ourselves. 
Because when I see myself, I see a guy overweight, thinning on top, getting some wrinkles on his face. But how many know when my daddy in heaven sees me, he said, that's my boy right there. He's good looking. He's smart. He's got the anointing of God on his life. He's doing something. He's got a vision. He's got a dream. That's my boy. And how many know that's what he says about you? Matter of fact, he looks at you and he goes, you're the apple of my eye. Oh, that's good news. Mm, I'm waiting for them godly mirrors in heaven. Come on, somebody. A vision for your life is essential. But you have to have the proper vision for your life. You have, you have to have the proper vision for your life. And to have the proper vision for your life, you have to have the proper heart. Your heart's got to be aligned with God. Come on, amen. I mean, if your heart is dark, if you feel low in your spirit, then your vision or your outlook on life is dark or it's low or it's depressed or it's discouraged. You ever, been, you ever felt low like that? Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I don't know why God put me on this earth to suffer. Hmm. It's because your outlook is dark. Your vision is dark. So one of the first things we as believers need is a vision for the right kind of heart. The heart of God. I want to talk to you this morning about the heart of God. Somebody say this. God has a generous heart. A generous heart. I mean, everything God has done, He's done it from a generous heart. Everything He has ever done has been motivated by generosity. Rooted in His love. Our text today is Philippians chapter 2. I'll begin reading in verse 1. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the ability to preach and teach today. I thank you for the anointing God in this house. Lord, I thank you, God, for sold out, sanctified, on fire, anointed Christians and saints in this place today. Lord, I thank you that the yoke of bondage is broken over every believer's heart, God, of any hindrance, of every stronghold, of every high imagination, God. We cast it down in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you, God, that today, God, you penetrate deep in our heart, God. Give us the tools and the revelation that we need, God, to walk higher with you, to live life at a higher dimension. I I proclaim that in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray right now, God, you put me on like a coat. You wear me this morning and de declare your word in the lives of the believer. In Jesus' name, if you believe that this morning, say amen. amen. Paul's talking about having a vision here for a generous heart. That the consolation that we get from Jesus, the comfort that we get from love, the fellowship that we get from the Spirit, the affection that we get from mercy, all those things come as a result of being in a relationship with Jesus Christ and having a relationship with our Father. In other words, if we believe that we receive those things, then we have a vision for those things. When they get on the inside of us, we can be like-minded. We can have the same love. We can have the same mind. We can be in one accord. Come on, somebody. And when we get that way, we don't live our lives through selfish ambition or conceit, thinking that we're better than anybody else. But we begin to prefer each other over our own needs, and we begin to esteem others above ourselves, and, and we develop in us a generous heart. Somebody say Generous. The sickness of this world is anti-generous. 
It comes from selfishness and bitterness and hatred and self-preservation. But God's heart is a generous heart. Somebody say generous. We get to the place where we don't look out for our own interests, but we begin to look out for the interest of others. And Paul's saying since our hope is in Christ, we are unified under the Spirit of God. A life that is lived in a generous way. A life of generosity. So I don't even understand, I'm not here today to talk about behavior. Come on, amen? We've got to get a vision of what our life would look like if we let God live through us. If we would let His generosity flow through us. So today I want to talk to you about the characteristics of a generous life. Somebody say a generous life. Over in Philippians, uh, Paul's given us an example of a generous life. And how many know that example was Jesus Christ Himself? Isn't that cool He uses Jesus to teach us? Jesus taught us, now Paul's using Jesus to teach us, amen? In other words, what he's saying to the church in Philippi is if you're going to have a life that is generous, then you have to live the way Jesus lived. You've got to be the way Jesus was. Now, I know a lot of us are from a bunch of different backgrounds. Some of us have grown up in church. We know a little bit about things. Some of us grew up in Pentecost. We were rolling around on the floor with bobby pins getting thrown up and down the highways when we were little. And Some of us come from that, but some of us don't. You might be here this morning and, and it's the first time you've ever seen somebody raise your hand and you're thinking to yourself, well, why isn't the pastor calling on them? They got their hand up. Because you don't know why they got their hand up. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We come from all different backgrounds, all different geographical locations. So some of y'all know what's going on. Some of you may not know what's going on. And you hear something like, well, we have to be like Jesus. And you think, man, be like Jesus. That's kind of a lofty idea. He sure is putting the bar way up there. Be like Jesus. So some of us think, man, if I can just get my bills paid and I can get home without running that jerk off the road that cut me off, I'll be glad. That would be about as much as Jesus I can get out of me. Hmm? Amen? Well, that's why Paul's writing about Jesus. Watch this in verse 6. Philippians 2, verse 6. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation... In other words, he emptied himself of all of his titles. He emptied himself of all of his status. He emptied himself of everything that he had a right to, his reputation. He was a holy God. He emptied himself of all of his reputation, and he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. In other words, Jesus, being fully God, steps out of heaven, breaks out into the middle of human history, takes on the limitation of mankind. He becomes a human. He puts on flesh and bone. He's born in this world. Come on, somebody. The same way we were all born. He was born of a woman. He started out as a little baby. He had to have his diaper changed. He had to eat some baby. Come on, somebody. It wasn't always good. Jesus cried a lot. He was a little fussy. He had some gas from time to time. Come on, are you here this morning? He started out as a baby. He had to learn to walk. He had to learn to talk. He had to learn just like you and I had to learn. He went to school. Yes, Jesus was a middle schooler. Hmm? Come on, amen. He was a young man. He was here and he had to wear clothing. He had to, he had, he had to dress himself. He had to learn how to, to eat right and healthy for his body, what to eat, what to drink. He had to have rest. He had to go to sleep at night. He was a human being. He was 100% man and 100% God. But he lived in the limitations of a human life. Amen? How many know when Jesus talked to God while he was outside, he had to talk the same way we talked to God? He had to pray. Jesus didn't walk around going... Yes, Father, I feel the force. 
No, 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 no. He had to pray just like we have to pray. Amen. And how many of you know that when Jesus got tempted, he had to deal with temptation the same way you and I deal with temptation. He had to deal with it with the spoken word. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many understand that Paul was trying to get us to see that Jesus came here with the same human limitations that we have? He lived under the same circumstances that we live under. Come on, somebody. Under the same laws of time. Under the same laws of gravity. Under the same laws of biology. He leveled the playing field. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the idea that we can never be like Jesus is wrong. You can be like Jesus. Paul is saying, you need to understand something. Jesus came into our environment. Jesus came into our world under the same restriction, the same environment. Jesus grew up. He had brothers. He had sisters. He had family. He had people in his life that got on his last nerve. Hmm. Come on, somebody. Jesus stepped into this world, and he modeled for us what a generous life looks like. And Paul's point is he did it under the same environment we live in. Mm. I ain't got no help. Come on, somebody. I mean, this calling to live a generous life all of a sudden is not something that's so lofty. It's all of a sudden not something that's out of the realm of possibility. All of a sudden, this living the life of Christ is doable. Hmm? Those of you here today and you don't know anything about the Lord and you're just trying to get it figured out and understand what's going on, this is what it looks like to be marked by the life of Jesus. You become generous. You become generous. I'll try it one more time. You become generous. That's how people know you're marked with the life of Jesus. Hmm? So if you're... If you're ready this morning, get out a piece of paper and a pen. I'd like for you to take some notes down. If you're ADD, you should be taking notes. And if you're ADHD, you, you, you ought to take notes too. You all know what ADHD is, don't you? ADD is attention deficit disorder. It means you can't pay attention. ADHD means you can't pay attention in high definition. Hmm? Come on, somebody. And then there's ADOS, attention deficit. Oh, that's shiny. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I got, AD, I got ADHD when I pray sometimes. I just start praying. Oh, God, I repent for my sin. I love you, Jesus. Man, I could go for some pizza and french fries. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Can't get through a prayer sometimes? Anybody ever been there? Hmm? Trying to talk to God and your mind, mind trails off. So it's good to take notes. Get some paper out and take notes. Number one, living life at a higher dimension. The life of a generous person is always controlled by the interest of God the Father. The life of a generous person is always controlled by the interest of God the Father. You can just leave that up there and let people have a chance to write it down. In other words, it's always controlled by something greater than itself. Verse 8 says, and being found in appearance as a man, right? He stepped out of heaven in the middle of human history. Said, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. And watch this. Became obedient. Obedient to what? To the point of death. Come on, somebody. Even death on a cross. Hmm? 
Jesus was controlled by something greater than his own little thing. Jesus was controlled by something greater. How many recognize that a lot of time when Jesus wanted to get something done, he would do something powerful and he'd turn around and he would look at the disciples and he would say, guys, I'm not saying whatever I want to say. I can only say what my father tells me to say. You know, that's what Jesus did. He'd perform a miracle and raise somebody from the dead or heal somebody from leprosy. And he would turn around and he would look at all the disciples and he said, I can't do whatever I want to do. I can only do what the Father wants me to do. Come on, amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about? He spent his life controlled by the interest of God the Father. When you, read through the, when you read through the book of Mark, and we did a whole study in Mark. It was really cool. The book of Mark is Jesus on tour. It's just Jesus touring around doing awesome things and great things and, and, and provoking the religious and setting free the captive. That's what the whole book of Mark is all about. And, and the book of Mark just follows Jesus through his travels. And what he does through the whole book of Mark is he walks into the places and he says, and he says I'm not here to do what you want me to do. I'm here to do what my father wants me to do. I'm here to do my father's will. Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Meyer's today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Black Beauty Wigs and Hair Supplies is now open. 
Black Beauty offers top quality hair products, human and synthetic hair. Get more value for less money and look your best. Black Beauty Wigs and Hair Supplies is located in Port St. Lucie at 1702 Southwest Bayshore Boulevard, Port St. Lucie, Florida, 34984. Open Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. They can be reached at 772-380-6457. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries, Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.